small town, only 100,000 people. Those 100,000 people may be different in many ways, but there's one thing that brings them all together. The Green Bay Packers. In Titletown, the blue-collar city only knows hard work, tailgating, championships, but more importantly, they know family. We have a saying in this town, faith, family, and the Green Bay Packers are all that you need. Sanjay and I grew up in Green Bay. You could say that we are Green Bay, or even better, the voices of Green Bay. We bring a local feel of Packer fandom to a worldwide audience. Friendship, family, and football. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Freezer Podcast. Podcast where we bring you a local field pack phantom to a worldwide audience. I'm Sanjay, and alongside me, like always, is Fred and Matt. And we are live here in our home studios, brought to you by Game On Wisconsin, brought to you by Artec Ventures and Lakefront Brewery. And boys, we are nine and three. Victory Monday is upon us, <clears throat> and we are feeling good today. And yes. Uh, Feeling a little full from some other stuff, too, but we are here. It is a good... And it's not Thanksgiving. It's not Thanksgiving. It ain't that bird. It ain't it ain't that bird. I'll tell you that right now. But... <laughs> yeah, why don't we just address, why don't we just address well, the elephant oh, yeah. in the room? Which... The elephant fucking in the room. Yeah, yeah why, why, don't, why, don't, why don't we address it? <laughs> well, yeah. Actually, you know, you last week, ahead. you guys promised me the stage. Uh, you told me I, I could have... But I, I want to instead delegate my time to you two, where you can kiss you can kiss everyone's ass, mine included, for picking against the boys who showed up. And got that for us. Come on! I, 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 the stage is set for that guy. Oh, that guy. <laughs> See, you know what's so weird about it is that like you are so excited about it, Sanjay, but yet you've been <laughs> yes. picking us to lose for years. What? Like He's I just have to have company. Back. What I do yeah. for the show is my own Jesus. business. No, no, what no, you no, do is no, on no, your no, own no, conscience. No, 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 First no, off, no, no, no. That's not your own. That, that's not. Don't blame. <laughs> don't put it on me. Uh, this is what you do. This is what like this is what addicts do. They just find someone else to blame. You know, addicts. <laughs> that like like how you're like addicted to picking us to lose. Yeah, you're yeah, an addict. I do it for the the chips. I do it for the 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 fans. I, I do it for the glory of the anticipation of them being on the edge of their seat of understanding who what the hell is this idiot gonna pick this time? Like that's what I do. That's the last comment. The last comment you made about what is this idiot going to do? Probably the most <laughs> accurate comment you made out of all of it. Hey, so let me up. take it. Let me let go me ahead. take it. Let me, go ahead. Say, go ahead. Let, me, let me say what I have to say. So I will I this is going to sound like a deflection. So Sanjay, keep your mouth shut for five seconds. <laughs> give him, but give him what four. I will say is is that coming off the loss against Minnesota, Jenkins going down, emotions were running high. It was a day removed. I may or may not have made the biggest mistake in my entire life. And that is choosing us to lose, which if you were there for the show, if you watched the show, you saw you physically, literally, emotionally, mentally, everything saw my soul leave my body 
and just pure sadness reigned over me. <laughs> Matt's Matt's mom, my own mom, me. my mom was reaching out to me like, "Are you okay?" <clears throat> my mom literally texted me. This is so like Sanjay. I know you think I care. I don't give two shits about your thought process on this, Matt. I do care about because I do understand like we have something. But this is what hurt. This is what hurt the most is my mom texted me and she said. Your dad and grandpa would be so disappointed in you. Oh, and she I was the like, word. <laughs> and I knew I'm it. I'm not so mad. I'm disappointed. She didn't have to say it, but she didn't have to say it, but she needed to. And uh, it was, you know, I still didn't pick him to lose by more than three, like Sanjay, who picked him to lose by much more. 20. It was still the only time I've ever picked him to lose. And honestly, I don't really believe it because it didn't feel like a genuine pick Oh, to lose. shut the hell up. You said it. But <laughs> all I will it. say is, is that at least I know that when I go to sleep at night, that the one time in my life that I made a very minuscule field goal of a mistake you have to go to sleep knowing that you've had hundreds of points put up against us in losses. And I can go back on all the old freezer podcast and I can pull up all the that, times you said we would lose. It's it's true. I have picked us to lose because I'm realistic. You know, I but don't, you but got, don't, okay, but don't say, don't say it. Don't say it because of the show. Oh, I do not say because the of the show. It is for the show. It's realistic. Well, then you're bullshit. Then you're telling everybody that you're bullshit and that's not good either. I'm not bullshit. I'm just saying I pick what I think is in my heart. All right. I don't I, I do think that we had a chance to lose that game. We did the the O line, the defensive line of theirs. Hey, you made the, hey, you car, said the same hey, thing. Car, I said it. You're right. Because the cards. I was basing it off of the game. Us. The game. If not you, the heart. If you were to, not the heart. No, the heart always course. says I'm cheering for my team. But on based paper, on the paper. Yes. Yeah. On paper, I was looking at it. And I think Aaron Donald, Von Miller against Yash and uh, Runyon and everybody. I was like, there's no way. Now, I will eat that crow raw, cold, day after. That offensive line is impressive. No, you know what, though? There's some blame at this guy, too. There's some blame on this. There's no this blame on me. There's no blame. This little asshole always no, comes no, no, in no. here trying to act all high and mighty like he'll never pick against the Packers. But then if you look at his he text won't. frames, he's always like the one who's like on like cloud. He's like on tilt as far as when the Packers are going to lose. He's not, If you've ever you seen have... this guy tweet, tweet during a game. Watch no the last credibility. couple years. Watch the last no, couple years. This guy no tweet after, during a game. He's absolutely psychopathic. All right. Listen, so don't just because he may not make a prediction on live television, just does not mean he doesn't believe that we're gonna lose. Because he'll text us in the morning, boys. I don't know about this one. Hey, you know. So he he's that well there like, and, and closet, back, closet listen, pessimist. I'll listen, say this really what, quick. Matt what? is Matt is a diehard fan, but you're right, Sanjay. There have been times. And Matt will attribute to it where the tweet game got the best of them. Yeah, me, I did. Me and Matt so even shut had your to, mouth, Matt Jensen. Me shut and your Matt mouth. even had to say one time, "Hey, we can't do this anymore. We can't be tweeting during games." Uh, he has. He's listen. He's first of all, of let's allow, zip it. Zip it. A lot talking from you up there. Zip it. All right. First hey, of all, it. hey, you delegated what? it to us. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Did. You, you delegated. Up your time. I regret you it. Up your I regret time. it. You know what? We should just remove this guy. Let's just remove it. All right. There we go. Uh you know, if you if you can't handle it, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. You can you can bring up you can bring up our private messages all you want. You can throw <laughs> up this picture. You guys can do whatever you want. 
the fact remains that both of you clowns both predicted a loss here. Yes. Not me. Not me. True. And you could sit here and True. say, oh, I, I based it on realism. I based it. Yeah, that's, that's fine. That's fine. You're still, you still picked it wrong. Not hey, me. Unless, and so unless... you can throw all the dirt you want on me, but it's just deflecting from the truth, which is that you were wrong again. Well, again, unless Aaron Rodgers not playing quarterback, I probably will not be making a bet against us ever again. All right. So nobody cares about us. Let's get to the game. (laughs) So let's get to the game. We won. It's big time. We had to get this out there for all you fans out there because you know what? I'm sure you guys are at the edge of your seats and wonder what Fred was going to say. What the hell? I was actually don't give a shit what I say because you guys are always thinking, oh, Sanjay, what the hell? But yes, Pigpen. Pigpen is right here. Where's Sanjay? Where's Sanjay's pick, by the way? Where's his his (laughs) pick? I don't need a pick. I am the pick. I give him a daily dose of idiocy every week all right that's what i do all right you're the mascot again. all right that's Jesus. all right so big win obviously at home uh the crowd was ruckus with uh fred and his boy little e at the game and uh obviously a big let's just hang out before we get anywhere let's like let, let's let fred have the floor here on the charles woodson induction being in the banner, uh, I'm sorry, having his banner dropped and being in the ring of honor, sorry, uh, next to Brett Favre of all people, which is huge. Uh, Fred, take us through that moment. Obviously, you got to hear it literally, you know, with your own ears uh, in the stadium. How was that moment with Charles Woodson? Uh, I did get to hear it with my own ears. That was impressive. Incredible, incredible. Uh, wow, you're just in a top shelf. Yeah, great job. Hey, um, I mean, if you were uh, mad hey, a week earlier, you probably didn't hear it. So yeah, um, <laughs> it was it was everything that I I was hoping for it to be. It was perfect. the The setting was perfect. The scene was perfect. Um, for him to go next to Favre was was great. It was right over the my right shoulder is where he basically got inducted. Um, but it was like a it was a weird kind of uh. <clears throat> I, I basically almost started to cry because I was so I was so excited Absolutely. for it. And I had to like act cool. And every time I tried to scream and yell, my voice would crack. But I was trying to be cool. But it was super emotional for me. So there's like for a couple of reasons. One, all-time favorite player, right? Besides my grandpa, Charles Woodson's my absolute all-time favorite player. I mean, Brett Favre is obviously within that top three. Um, but Charles Woodson is just he's everything to me. And I remember growing up and watching him at Michigan play and me, my mom would watch those games. And I remember just thinking like he was the guy, you know, both, uh, he played both sides of the ball. He kicked, you know, punt returns, kick returns. I mean, that's like what you grow up like wanting to be right. Like you want to be every position. You want to be the guy. He was the guy Heisman winner. Um, and when we brought him over to green Bay, that was surreal. I remember thinking there's no way this is going to happen. I was so excited about it. And he lived up to everything I ever imagined him to be. Uh, both on and off the field, and he's without a doubt my favorite player, and just I, I couldn't be happier for him, and I'm super excited that he got to go up there. And I'm, I'm jacked that I get to look over my right shoulder and see Charles Woodson's name for the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah as, as Charles said, you know, now I'm I'm there forever. You know, I played there seven years. Yeah. Now I'm now I'm here forever. I don't I don't have a lot to add to that. I wasn't there, but I will say, you know, Charles Woodson, that signing man, and you, know, you look back on it, it kind of is like the most recent Reggie White type signing. It's like altering yeah. one side of the football completely, you know, a guy that's universally respected. You know, everybody loved Charles Woodson, just a, a badass of a badass. So uh, glad he's immortalized in Lambeau Field, deservedly so. Yeah, man. I 
I'm glad I got to see it. Like there's there's gonna be so many moments in my life where I'm like, okay, I got to see Rogers. I don't know if my kid's gonna get to see Rogers, you know, we'll we'll see. Uh it's great that Charlie gets to see it. You know, it's great that you know Madison gets to see it, but like it's cool that you know we were able to see Charles Woodson, and that is one of the like <clears throat> greatest seven years. I mean, for sure, six years because his first year was kind of like a we'll see what happens. Uh, but his seven years here were just kind of like it, like you said, it reminds you of a Reggie White signing, right? It was just like, what can this guy do? He's searching for that ring. Can we do it? Do we have the quarterback to do it? Which we ended up finding out we did. And to see him kind of go, and I was so shocked that, like, I, I really didn't know if he was going to be up in the Ring of Honor. I knew he'd probably be in the Packer Hall of Fame. Uh, I was a little, honestly, in my opinion, it was kind of a shock to me that he'd be in the Ring of Honor for his short stint. But That's uh, what I thought, too. Right, but, like, obviously his accolades and his production and what he He know, became meant- a Hall of Famer in Green Bay. Right. He yeah, wasn't and, he right. wasn't before he got here, but he became one when he was here. Well, and I think right. that's that's the whole point. Like, that's why he belongs up there. That's why... It makes sense. I mean, the fact that he became a Hall of Famer here, the fact that he was a captain and led us to a Super Bowl. Um, obviously, it's a team sport, but he was so integral in that. And then I just think, you know, everything that he embodied both on and off the field was just it, it's exactly what a Packer is. And he was the perfect Packer in my book. So I want to ask just, you something. It makes sense. Uh, and this yeah. is not a hot take or anything. I'm just a simple question. But like because he got in and I know he's on a whole different level, but that was obviously Forget what he did in Oakland, and like obviously, you look at his body of work in Green Bay. <clears throat> yeah, do you see any sort of way like that Clay Matthews is on the same level in his time frame? Because Clay Matthews, what I mean, arguably should have had a defensive player of the year, didn't get it, he got outdone by Troy Palomalo that year. I believe. That's, that's a super good question. I don't know. <clears throat> I'm not, I'm not trying it. to say that he is a ring of honor guy, yeah, but I'm just, no, I, I guess my thought process, I mean, ultimately he'll have to get into the hall of fame to get on the ring of honor. I right, don't think that's, you, can, you can't, that's true. one goes with the other. That Which being I think said, he has a chance. Um, that being said, you know, it, half of me would initially say probably not, but when you really break it down and you think about, you know, sack leader and, big part of that Super Bowl run and he basically kind of had the same resume as Charles Woodson did in Green Bay so it would be hard to argue that however I think that um obviously Charles getting into the Hall of Fame and then I think Charles's entire body of work right um kind of adds to him getting into the Hall of Fame which then therefore adds to him getting on the Ring of Honor Matt how about you Yeah I, I he was obviously an excellent packer I think he goes down as the all-time sack leader if you don't count all those years they didn't keep record you know way back in the 50s and 40s or, or whatever it was but yeah he'll, I, he'll definitely be a Packer Hall of Famer but I don't think he's going to be a pro football Hall of Famer I think he would have had I mean he was the best of the best for like a two or three year stretch he kind of just drifted off did, year by year I think I think if he kept that up for you know two or three more seasons he played at that level I think he had a shot but in the end, he's just going to be one of the great Packers, but not not a Hall of Famer. I just wanted to pose a question out there just because of based Good on one. the time frame. But let's uh, talk about the Rams game real quick. Uh, not real quick, but quick. Uh, we will we will kind of see this as a game that uh, I know Matt and I were talking before the show. Like the talking heads and media obviously are seeing how like how dismantled the Rams are based off this loss. But it's like, but, I mean, that's why we have uh, that's why you guys have us to talk about how awesome we destroyed them. Uh, really. Uh, in all phases of the game, pretty much, except for the one missed by Mason Crosby, but um, and technically the 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 fumble by uh, uh, Randall Cobb. But 
the biggest thing, the biggest thing that we're going to probably talk about is this defense. I mean, I will talk about the offense. We usually talk about offense first. Let's talk defense today first. Um, the the performance that they played or that the performance that they you know did that night. I just feel like you've you've seen what Joe Barry has had to work with for about you know twelve weeks now. He's had like a slew of injuries. He's had, you know, guys in and out of the roster. He's had, you know, uh, <clears throat> he's had, obviously he's had his cornerstone guys like a Kenny Clark. He's had, um, you know, Amos and Savage, uh, obviously all, all year. So it's like, he's had a couple guys and Preston, obviously one of his own guys that he had back in Washington, but this defense really showed you grit. And I love that Matt yeah. talked about grit in one of his <clears throat> tweets. And it's just that, uh, and he had mentioned, Beating all four teams in the in the the vaunted NF, NFC West uh, that they proclaim to be the best uh, division in football, but this defense with the grit that they show and the relentlessness, even if they want to throw up, I mean Stafford did have three hundred some yards. Uh, it is that little bit of a bend bend don't break, but like they never really like. I mean, yeah, you can have a lot of yards, that's fine. Yeah, but the points are what that matters. And I saw some st- sort of stat that the red zone were like thirtieth, and and something else were like twenty seventh yards i think it was but like in scoring or points we're fifth we're not giving up the actual points so uh guys matt what's your thought at least on the defensive side i know bang gary was obviously one of the guys that you wanted to look at this week with his return he obviously was a monster with the big uh strip uh, of matthew stafford let's start with bang gary yeah and before i get into it you know i wanted to say that the packers dominated this game from front to, to beginning to end i mean the score board, if you didn't watch the game and you saw the box score, you'd probably think, wow, it was a competitive <clears throat> game. I honestly thought, number one, Green Bay left a 50-burger on the board. They left one on the field. They could have scored 50 points, and they were playing well enough to do it. And other than a couple of broken plays where, you know, the defense gave up some long passes, they they whipped them up front. Uh, they were dominant the whole, the whole game. I mean, at no point did you ever feel like the Rams' offense was really pressing the Packers' defense, and they couldn't stop them. They couldn't. They couldn't find that one play they needed. You know, they give up the long bomb to, to Van Jefferson. They give up the one to, to OBJ. But other than that, they kept Cooper Cup in check. He didn't have over 100 yards. He had like you know nine or ten catches. Uh, but the huge difference to me was 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 Rashawn coming back. And you saw last week when we played the Vikings, they didn't have their, their top three rushers. You saw what happened. You could, you know, Cousins had all the time in the world despite uh, the amount of pressures the Packers brought. So so he was a huge contributor, felt right away, obviously, with that pressure on Stafford causing the fumble. You know, Preston picks it up. Um, but from there, you know, look at the secondary then. <clears throat> excuse me. You know, I thought Eric Stokes had a fine game. I thought Rasul Douglas looked great. Obviously, as the pick six that kind of, in, in the end, iced the game away. You know, yeah, nobody's perfect to give a couple of passes. But when you look at this team, guys, I, there's not a team in the NFL, to me, that I don't think Green Bay can go stride for stride with on on on, uh, on defense. I think they're one of the tougher teams. And I said on Twitter, I think they're the grittiest, toughest, most battle-tested team in the NFL. And we've seen them go against Arizona. We thought they were going to get waxed. They didn't. That defense stepped up big time. I mean, the Rams, you know, uh, again, other than a couple of plays, I thought that they completely bottled them up. So, you know, they stopped the bleeding against against um, the Vikings. You know, they were a huge reason why they won yesterday. And if the Packers are going to keep this momentum going out of the bye, the defense is going to play maybe the biggest role in that. Go ahead, yeah, Fred. the defense is uh, <clears throat> it's remarkable. It's it's straight up remarkable. And, and I don't know how else to put it because – 
when you look at everything that's kind of been put out there on that platter, right? You know, you have these incredible injuries. You have uh, arguably your best pass rusher going into the season and Zadarius isn't playing. Jair, arguably the best corner in the game, goes down. He's been out for a while now. Um, Bain Gary goes out for a week. And yet, no matter what the situation, no matter what the task, they they rise up to it. And your, your point with Arizona and, and um, L.A. Rams, I mean – those are two teams that I thought I don't care even if our Work defense us. was fully fully stacked. Right. I would be afraid again of going against them. And both of those games, we absolutely dominated them, dominated them defensively. So I don't know. I mean, I there's no one left. There's no one left in the NFL that I look at and I think they're just so good offensively. There's so many weapons. They're gonna we're gonna have a hard time against them, right? Like I just don't see it. Maybe it's Tampa Bay, but I don't know anymore. I feel like now we've crossed that threshold. Yeah, but I see like our threshold of not being tough, like Matt pointed out, we are tough now. And I think that's always been the thing that's brought us down. But there's a couple other things that I wanted to kind of point out. Obviously, Rashawn Gary coming back, his presence is bigger than anything anyone even can imagine. Um, You just saw it. You saw it as soon as he took the field. His ability, you know, he had a... uh, hit the quarterback a couple times, a sack, a forced fumble. I mean, guys, it's incredible. Another name that I know you guys didn't intentionally forget about, but Kenny Clark is playing. Yes. Lights out. Yes. Absolutely. He was, lights I'll out. play it. Aaron Donald. I'll play it. Aaron Donald. A hundred percent without a doubt. I mean, he looked absolutely <clears throat> fantastic. That is super fun to watch. Um, his progression, <clears throat> both guys, Clark and Gary, what under 25 each, I believe. Uh, yeah. 20, Gary's 23. Gary, like, Clark 24, yeah, maybe exactly. I think. Like, what the hell? Exactly, bro. Right? Clark's the oldest 24-year-old of all time. Yeah, yes. Jair's what 23, 24. I mean, Savage is 24. I mean, we're talking about a nucleus, nucleus. based defense right now, guys, that we can have for a very long time. Um, I like the way that Preston Smith's been playing. He's been playing kind of at that nice little leader. He kind of makes a play here or there, but he's holding down the side. I appreciate Amos. that. And then Amos playing great. Savage. We talk about them every week. That secondary is just fantastic. They do a great job. You're right. Holding Cooper cup to that couple big plays. Beckham only having one. That was big, but I got to give mad, 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 mad props to Gutekunst and bringing in Rasul Douglas, man, because when nobody else wanted him to bring him in and for him to have such an impact and to just be making plays is just such a classic Packer free agent yeah. pickup. Like for every for every fifteen or twenty that suck, guys, that what yeah. it does, uh, you're gonna land. You're gonna land on a Rasul Douglas. You're gonna land on a Howard Green. You're gonna land yeah. on these guys once in a while that aren't gonna go to the Hall of Fame, and they're probably not gonna be the greatest player to ever play for the Green Bay Packers. They find they're gonna make here. a. They're gonna make a but, couple <clears throat> plays, and they're gonna make a couple plays that we're not gonna remember at the end of the year. But when we really go back and start to think about some of these oh, big we'll games remember. that we won, it's we'll the Russell Douglas pick but six. That's, it's, the, it's the fact that he had four pass breakups that you know yesterday. Like that's yeah, that's impressive for somebody that was on the street, quote unquote, not that long ago. Well, Fred's yeah. uh, just ahead, real man. quick. That's a it's a great point, Fred, about these you finding these role players on those championship caliber teams. Howard Green is a great call out from the 2010 team, but you need those kind of guys when you're making that run uh, for a Lombardi. You look back, I'm sure you go to any Super Bowl team in the last however many years you want to look at, and they had two or three of those guys where, oh, he wasn't on the team, they brought him in, but he made an an immediate impact. And Rasul Douglas, I mean, you couldn't have asked 
for a more productive signing. He's responsible yeah. for the two biggest interceptions of the entire year, the two biggest defensive plays of the entire year. I mean, what what a pickup. And like Aaron Rodgers said, yeah. I can't believe he was sitting on a practice squad. Right. And I and I'm gonna say this real quick too. You've seen what the Rams have tried to do. Cut all their picks, trade them away, get these big name yeah. players. And what Fred said about all these guys at their age, this is a team that even if Rodgers isn't here or if whoever is the next quarterback or whoever, whatever is the next, you know, five, six years, that is one thing we got to stop giving Gudikins crap about because you know what? He has set us up for mm-hmm. longer success than, mm-hmm. you know, than a lot of GMs look, have. I mean, if you, if look you at think the Rams. about it, like, yeah, I mean, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, if if they're they're giving away all their picks, like, what do the Rams really have? Cam Akers? Now, that's a good draft pick. Fine. All right. I'll give you that. Van Jefferson? Probably a good pick right there. But, like, where but are they getting – where's their production other than outside the guys that they just, that's, like, traded for? That's they're, like, the all-in – yeah, that's they're like fine. the all in. The, they're like that's the all in the, the Packer fans dream of like, oh, they go and get the big names. The yeah, big names, which the is, names. I've been guilty of that, right? I've and, been guilty of it. Uh, well, I've we all are, but, right? But I think this example needs to be. People need to swallow this pill and understand how good Gutekunst is, what he's done, the team he's put together, the coaches he's brought in, and the stability he's brought here. They are like, as Fred did point out, it's what a nucleus, and they still the have all their draft pat and know that you and have hey, a good roster. And the thing too is that we're we're talking about defense here, and we're not even like there's still a fantastic offensive nucleus with AJ oh, right. Dillon, yep. yeah, we're going to talk about offensive linemen, Tunyon, Deguara. I mean, there's there's a lot of talent there on the offensive side that we've drafted. So, you know, there, yeah, there's a lot to be said about you know pulling a Madden type world, and you just start throwing draft picks around and grabbing all these big names and and trying to you know sell tickets, if you will, in LA, but. The truth of the matter is, is that there's a reason that the Green Bay Packers have been successful for the hey, last. Hey, there was a great decades. tweet out there. There was a great tweet that the, that the Rams play Madden football. We play real football. Like we do. That, I mean, you that's, know what? That's really that's literally what it is. And, and can we ahead. can we give some credence to Brian Gutekunst should should be given the Executive of the Year award now? I don't uh, even care. He's that dealt with the drama. He's dealt with the great roster, and that's why Matt Lafleur deserves Coach of the Year because he's dealt with Campbell the drama, Douglas. He's dealt with the roster. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. let's just be honest. Like, yeah, it, and that's what's awesome. It's been like what? It's been a. It's a. It's been different guys, different weeks. It's been the Devon J. Campbell yeah. a couple weeks, right? Now it's been the Razul Douglas for like a couple weeks. It could be Gary the next couple weeks. Hopefully, it's Preston. I mean, Preston has been making an impact everywhere. Savage has had how many interceptions, and then now you could potentially get Z or Jaw back after the break. I mean, obviously those every guys time they show games, those guys, so they're jogging, running, throwing footballs. I mean, come right. on, get them in the game. Let's go. Let's go. Right. Well, you know well, that you know that you know that those two guys are, are just itching because yeah, they're seeing sure. guys they see the, like, see the victory. I want right. to get out there. I want to play. Yeah, I want to play absolutely. with these guys. Like it's yeah, well, it's it's a it's electric. As you guys know, the Freezer Podcast is brought to you by Our Tech Ventures. The goal at Our Tech Ventures is to collaborate closely with founders throughout all the investment and fundraising stages, turning their visions into successful companies. Since 2020, Our Tech Ventures has helped great has helped turn great ideas into profitable businesses and make an impact on industries, communities, and beyond. Our Tech Ventures. Uh, <laughs> yes, I mean that that. We need to have a defensive one now. We need to have like a Kenny Clark one. I mean, yeah, that we'll talk about that right now, actually, because we'll talk God, about the dude. offense now, guys. And this offensive line, let's start with the offensive line, our resident offensive line coach over here, uh, <laughs> Mr. Fred Thurston. And Fred mentioned it earlier. It's these guys that are stepping up. And we didn't even mention Yash, who's been on the practice squad for how many years now? And that's a Gudikins like thing, too, right? A guy that they just trusted, believed in, and obviously that's coaching staff, too. Uh, you know, and Steno and the fact that they've groomed this guy up. And then what did Roger say in the break or in the presser? I kind of forgot about 
uh, Yasha on the left side. And that's obviously huge respect to him. And that's a third string tackle guys. That's a third string tackle. The offensive line against that vaunted, uh, you know, uh, defensive line that they have Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Leonard Floyd, all those guys. Um, I mean, that was supposed to be like their game to have on us, right? We just lost Elton Jenkins. We don't have David Bakhtiari. We're pretty banged up. There's a pretty inconsistency in the guard play, but they held up. They held their own. Now, obviously, Rodgers threw the ball a little bit quicker out of his hands, but first, real quick, Fred, offensive line, your thoughts on them. I mean, I know you're, you've are you praised uh, our guards and our tackles here and there, but you haven't said anything. You haven't talked about one-punch Turner in a long time. You really haven't. <laughs> oh, Billy boy. Think, and that might be a good thing for Turner. I mean, hey, Billy, if you want to no. come on the show, we can talk about it. But, Fred, go ahead. Hey, yeah, no, I'll I'll give all credit to, to Turner. You know, he's quietly just does his job and he's been right. really well. He's done really well. He's he seems quicker, he seems faster. Um, and I've, I just don't see any issues with him like we saw the first you know year that he was here. Um, that being said, yeah, the Yash thing is so intriguing to me because when, right. when he got brought in uh to the Packer organization, I remember I reached out to him because I thought that's a that's an easy get for a podcast, right? This was pre <laughs> pre freezer podcast time, um, and I talked to him a little bit. He was he said he'd come on. It never ended up happening. I don't remember. I just I probably thought well, you know who cares? This guy's not going to be you know diddly squat or whatever. But I remember talking to a few of my buddies, and they had heard through the grapevine that you know super 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 raw, but the coaching staff loved him. They just thought. He was big. He was athletic. There was so much there, but he was at least two, three years out and just being able to, to figure out the basic, you know, whatever he needs to get to. That being said, um, they stuck with him and they kept him on the roster now for these three, four years. And he's gone out and he had a dominant game against, uh, with Bosa and the San Francisco front seven, um, and then to go against you know, arguably two Hall of Famers in Von Miller and Aaron Donald and between him and Runyon to just absolutely uh, control that left side was was pretty much incredible. And it I think it brings up a lot of you kind of have to start to think about like what's the future here, right? Like what's the future with this offensive line? Because obviously you have Bakhtiari and he's an absolute, you know, Hall of Fame type talent. Um, and you have people like Alton Jenkins, you have Runyon, you have Josh Myers, who you just drafted. You have Nijman. Yash Nijman. Yash. I can't say his last name because I got too much spit in my mouth. Um, you got Billy Turner. You got a lot of talent there. And it, it, there's going to be a changing of the guard here soon. But it's uh, it's still, to me, it's it, it's just remarkable what they're doing on that offensive line against some the really, 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 really talented defensive yeah. fronts i mean these are like we've gone against some of the toughest ones chandler jones bosa um all that and they've just they've succeeded every time go ahead Matt. you know um yeah i i agree i echo all those sentiments and, and regarding the future i kind of think they already have their future offensive line in house and they're already kind of starting to play with with kind of how yeah. the 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 musical chairs have gone i mean right. Elton jenkins Truman. is young yep. everybody playing i mean the reason, the big reason why we are where we are is because of how well they are playing. And uh-huh. one of the big concerns going into this game, and we all shared it, was going to be that front seven of the Rams versus the Packers, uh, you know, offensive line one week after losing out in Jenkins and having to shuffle right. everything again. And really, honestly, guys, I don't really recall any of their big name defenders up front 
having their names called all game long. I mean, I think the most notable thing Aaron Aaron no. Donald did was choke Lucas Patrick and not get a flag for it. I mean, same thing for Von Miller. His 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 big play was the <laughs> roughing the that pass out route. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and he and had on the. Never heard his name. So it's like just completely obliterated that defensive line. I will say they were tough in the run game. You know, AJ Dillon had to earn every single inch he he got. But but outside of that, guys, they completely neutralized the biggest strength of the Rams. And that is noteworthy. And they've done it several times. And so I think it's out there now that this is an elite unit, despite having really no they're not the two best guys out. Well, I feel like this was like one of those like games where it's like, let's do this for Elton. Like, yeah, let's just like the, everybody doubts us because we lost you and let's just go do this for him and let's go give a performance of the lifetime because, hey, after this, we can go go get in the, in the cold bath after this and we get to have a nice week off. Let's just get, get to the, let's week. get through. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because, yeah, I mean, I, I know what well, we have bears after this, uh, but I think. This is a performance, obviously, by the offense line that you have to give credit to Steno as much as you can because, you know what, Matt yeah. LaFleur, I mean, this is obviously stems from Matt LaFleur and picking the staff that he had, but Steno has done such a great job these last two years. Um, it's, you know, that it's remarkable what we've done with this offense line. And that it's, it's a credit, the, obviously, again, to St- uh, Gudikins for drafting yeah. these guys, too. So it's draft, yeah. develop. You made perform. my point. All right. You made my point. It's Wait, the, it's it's the system working. It's they're drafting the guy. They have the coach in line who can coach him up, and then the player gets in the game and executes. That is what you need. So you're Football. so you're saying that draft and develop works. Yeah, imagine that, LA. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> hey, well, let's talk. You know about, what else? Let's ahead. talk. Well, I was gonna say let's talk about the you know past the the front seven. You know, arguably the greatest corner out there too. That didn't look mm, like the greatest put him on corner skates. out there too. Put him on skates. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, Rogers targets. You know, Ramsey. I think seven right away. Time. Seven uh, for seven. Adam, no, no question. Seven for seven, and then five for five with Devonte. Devonte straight owned him again. Um, yep. That was at never what a, point? Yeah, that was never a doubt. <laughs> no, it was never a doubt. But like, it's just it it blows my mind because it, one, it makes me feel like a dumbass again today, but. When you look at it, like from last su- last Monday, dude, makeshift offensive line, Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Jalen Ramsey, and yet here we go in, and it looked like we were playing. They were never scared. The Lions. Never. I mean, we were scared. Fred and I were scared, but they were. I'm not scared, scared anymore. <laughs> no, I don't, hey, that's no the more, thing, right? Like, this, is the, more. this is the humble pie that Fred and I can eat, right? Uh, mainly Fred. But, like, I think. <laughs> <laughs> He's never, he's never eaten a lot of pie. I love She's like, you know, I'm like, you know, fast shooter here. All right. Uh, I, I just think it's like, it's one of those things where this team, this offense, who has been struggling. Let's be, let's get into the offense right now. It has struggled in the sense of like what Matt said earlier. There was 52 points that could have been had. Let's just be honest. Like we could have probably put up for sure a 40 burger, but maybe even sneak into that 50 section. I don't know. But the fact being is, you get turnovers. You got to make points out of it. Obviously, there yeah. was the one missed by uh, by Mason Crosby. We'll talk about the special teams last. But the the points and yeah. the it, it's the clock eating and then the the goal line. Or sorry, the red zone, which is no longer called the gold zone, uh, mishaps. That's where I'm. That's my only little concern moving forward. I think obviously once you get a Bakhtiari back, maybe you have a little bit more protection on that left side and you have that extra couple seconds to throw. I don't know if that's a thing. I mean, Yash has obviously done a nice job, but when you get the big horse back, you know, well, it's, it, it definitely makes a difference, but th- that is a concern. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but 
Aaron Jones well, or whoever it is, AJ Dillon, whatever it may be, the fact being the same is that we're not pounding the rock with this big ass, you know, bruiser uh, when we could, and then we're still throwing it. And then, and the throws that we're making, it seems like they're not the high percentage ones. Go ahead, Matt. Well, yeah, I I think that the red zone the, struggles I'm red zone are only. red zone. Yeah, no, the, I I agree. I think that you know going that's something they got to solve. I I'm comforted slightly that the last two weeks. You know, they scored, they got over the 30 hump against the Vikings and then they came out on fire against the Rams and, and you know, I think could have scored 50. So I'm trying not to, to crap on them too much because forever they couldn't get over 24 points and now they finally have done it and got over 30. Um, but but that, that is something that, that's something they need to solve because because honestly, they won the game by eight, but you had those moments late in the fourth. We're like, oh shit, like they're, they're, they can't put them away. They can't put them away. They're, they're letting them hang around. And we've seen games in the past where the dam breaks and then they give up that. that that's what I'm talking touchdown. about. The defense, it didn't happen. And they didn't do it. They, they didn't put them away that's in the, the thing. third and the fourth quarter. Yep. Got to end the game. Got to go. Cause they had scored a touch on any one of those possessions down the stretch there. The game is over. I mean, handedly it's done. Doesn't matter anymore, but they, they, couldn't get it and they had to rely thankfully on the defense of getting it done but but i agree i think going forward that's something they got to clean up but i'm just i'm happy they're scoring points now the last what six seven quarters now they've been kind of on fire i forget the tweet but it was like a lot of touchdowns really no punts yeah, what's roger's stat right now he's like over 700 yards uh yeah set, something obscene seven touchdowns mm-hmm. zero interceptions and no and only one day of practice it's like, the best stretch of football the offense has played i think all year yes this last Fred, game and a half. Anything you want to add? Uh, I would just say that we're we're trending up. You know, we're trending upwards. Yep. We're we're scoring more points. I mean, obviously, yeah. There's definitely a concern uh, with what's being left on the table. Um, but I I would imagine, and I feel pretty confident that that's going to get cleaned up at some point, whether or not it's. Oh I mean, yeah. We still have to think about. We still have to remember that. You know. Big Bobby touchdowns, man. I know it's not the big, like that's a big piece. Like that was a big red zone target. That was a big moment, you know, like to lose him it, is, is very difficult. And I think um, we, we see that a little bit when it comes to not just like how many catches and touchdowns he had, right. but how much he opened up the offense and well, kind of made things different. So you've seen like the hesitant see maybe of Rogers that he's not going to Josiah as much. I mean, he had the huge touchdown last week against the, the Vikings and which was awesome for him, but he still doesn't see. I mean, he had the big fourth down. Let's. Uh, I'll give him that. The fourth yeah. and two conversion. He got it right there. I mean, that was a hell of a throw. That was a lot of trust in there. Uh, but yeah, you're you're right, Fred. There, there's just not been any kind of tight end, you know, production. You got the couple of Mercedes Lewis catches where it's like he literally moves like a sloth and he's tackled. I mean, <laughs> I still love the guy. Big dog's awesome. But like, you know, it, it, there's just minimal there, and I, that's a little yeah. concern too, just in the sense of that's a position that your offense does utilize a lot. And I'm wondering where they're where that production think, is going to maybe come in this. Lazard. Like, so we talked about it. Let's, yeah, Lazard. Let's right. About, like, let's move Lazard into that position. You know, he's already built the way that he should be Darren built. Waller. Built like a tight end. Uh, <laughs> he's he's a hell of a blocker. It wouldn't be a massive change um, necessarily for the position that he's in. It would be almost actually kind of interesting to kind of line well, him up and then motion him out. Um, he'd have a lot of and, mismatches. A lot of you know, he'd have a linebacker on him. Good luck. Right. Well, and. If you did that and moved him to like tight end, that gets EQ on the field, who I think's kind of earned some playing time. And Lame he's better, yeah. really had or yeah. has the trust of Aaron Rodgers. And I think he's added some weight. He's more muscular. He's much more confident uh, on the field. You saw it on special teams. He's flying down there and getting some some tackles. So 
I would love to see them try to maybe invigorate a little bit of life there. And yeah, get Lazard and maybe into a tight end role and that, get EQ on the field. Yeah, further with that, Matt, maybe you even get Amari Rogers on the field too a little bit. I don't know what this, the Something. severity of Randall Cobb's energy is going to be. I yep. mean, obviously that was a growing to take him out of the game. Hopefully this week and a half will kind of be enough you know, rest for him, hopefully. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, this offense does still have a lot of potential. I, uh, I think whoever said it, maybe it was Aikman or whoever it was, I don't think we've seen the Packers play a full game yet. I, I, haven't. They haven't played their best football yet, which the scariest thing right there. We played so many good defensive matchups that we put we've we've shut out a game because of defense or we've had the offense go off for four touchdowns like last week. I mean, we lost, but and the fact being the same is we still haven't played like a full football game. And that's that's the scary thing. But that's what we kind of said last year, too. I felt like I felt like we always kept saying that we were never fully like playing four quarters of football. And then it felt like, you know, when it was already NFC championship game and we lost. Like, I, I really hope it doesn't do that again this season. Uh, I do think this team, this roster is better than last season, in my opinion, even though we did lose Elton Jenkins. But I think this is a the fact that the reserves are showing that they can step up in big moments in the event of an injury, uh, let's say, well, late that's... in the season. That's the big thing, right? Like, these guys are getting so much time now in the, in the absence of their big dogs that if there was an injury come playoff time, it's not going to be a, you know, a panic, right? It's just going to well, be just, a plug-and-play kind of thing. Just think about just, – just look at the secondary to that point, Sanjay, about, about getting guys back and having you know secondary players playing huge roles. Look at the secondary. You get Jair Alexander back, and you pair him with Eric Stokes, who's been excellent, and, and then Rasul Douglas is your third. You know, an issue last year when we went into the playoffs, it was, it was Alexander and nobody else. They had nobody else really to right. cover, and so you couldn't cover Mike Evans. People are attacking and, King. And all, right. Exactly. And so if you minimize King getting on the field with those three guys – that is colossal. I mean, that's a huge difference from, from last year in the playoffs. And that's not a bad thing to get Kevin King back. And as you your fourth guy, pretty right. good. Exactly. And you're still looking at Shannon Sullivan. I know he had a rough game last night, but you also look at, you know, Jamar Gene Charles. You you have depth now. And you got Henry yeah. Black. I mean, this is, this is like as deep of a secondary I've, I've seen in a long time. Um, but when we come back, We'll talk a little bit more about this game because we don't really have a game to talk about going forward. So, because uh, it's the bye week, but don't go anywhere, guys. This is the Freezer Podcast. The Freezer Podcast is brought to you by Lakefront Brewery. Lakefront Brewery is one of Wisconsin's largest crafter breweries. Since its founding in 1987 by brothers Russ and Jim Cleish, Lakefront has earned numerous awards and created many industry firsts. Currently, Lakefront Brewery offers more than 20 different beers in 30 different states and several countries. Lakefront Brewery Tours are among the most popular in the United States, with over 100,000 taking the tour yearly. Unlike most brewery tours, Lakefront was one of the first to offer beer before, during, and after the tour. Brewing flavorful, high-quality craft beer has been their passion for over 30 years. They'd love to tell you their story over a pint and a tour the next time you're in Milwaukee. Visit lakefrontbrewery.com to schedule your tour today. We are back. This is the Freezer Podcast. Thank you so much, everybody that's joined us. We have a lot of new faces in the chats today, uh, in the chat, and obviously uh, watching. So thank you so much. We appreciate you guys giving us an hour of your thank day you. to spend with the the three go the goons like us. But um, you know where to find us. Here's our Twitter handles right below us. You can chat and uh, communicate with us. Uh, and obviously, you can find all of our content through the Sweep Studios page on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube. And we are here and 
a proud show of Game On Wisconsin. So follow everything that's on Game On Wisconsin. We have plenty of shows and slates and uh, guests of every uh, every kind of caliber uh, on different shows all throughout the week. And we do also have a website where you can check out a lot of our writing and you know articles that we put up. So get some merch. Uh, yeah, and get merch, obviously, too. Check us out on our Teespring page of Game On Wisconsin, but also of the Freezer Podcast as well, uh, because you know what? We have some pretty awesome stuff. Uh, if you guys like um, shirts and sweatshirts and cup pull, cups, and I don't even know. There's everything on there. There's even leggings <laughs> for all, all the women all of there that like, like leggings. So um, real quick, because I didn't know if we were actually going to do this, and it ended up happening, but we got our first question. Hey! That was pretty Fred, good. Fred Very wasn't angry. as excited for that. I, mean, yeah. that? <laughs> I don't know, man. We if, you heard, if you heard, if you heard, hey, yeah, hey, everybody, thank you so much. I mean, I know our Twitter page. You know, you can follow us on the Freezer Podcast at, at Podcast Freezer. We'll post a lot of things on there as well. But hey, if you have questions that you want us to ask or you want to ask on the show, please throw it in here. And uh, we got our first question of the day. Uh, it is from at Gooseborn One. All right, so I don't know who that is, but hey. Thank you for being a follower of the Freezer Podcast. Uh, which Packer player uh, that was, or sorry, which Packer player that was on the field on Sunday has the biggest disappointment this year? Please don't take the easy way out and say Crosby. Okay, I I wasn't gonna go with Crosby, so I mean, oh my god, that is the easy way out. So good job, uh, uh, Gooseburn. Yeah. But guys, that's a really good question. Honestly, we're always talking about the stuff that you know we're praising. But sometimes we got to be a little bit critical. Um, and so uh, why don't we all pick a player? And maybe you might we might have the same one. Who knows? But uh, Fred, why don't you start us out? Who is your player that has disappointed you this season? Oh, man. Um, I feel like Matt already had his like. From I know. I know mine. I know mine. <laughs> yeah. Do you want Matt to go? If you need time. You, you let well, Matt no. Go. So I. I guess that when I think about it, like no one, I, I don't know if anyone's really ultimately disappointed me per se. There's one guy that I feel like is probably where Matt's going to go. And I feel like I'm just going to let him have that one. Expectations. Maybe your just expectations do it. have been. just do it. But that's my point is like, I didn't really have a whole lot of high expectations for him. So I'm not really that concerned with him. I will say um, the, the one that I guess would, I would say would, my biggest disappointment would be uh, Jair Alexander just because he's not out there and he's not playing. Whoa. That's what I'm saying. I'm not mad at him. I'm not like going to, I'm not pissed. I'm not going like, <laughs> to burn him. seems like you got a little issue that you want to get out. I would just say that my expectations for him this season were okay. electric and him not being out there is, is a disappointment. And a I mean, the first three games um, he was electric. Absolutely. But he's, he's not been in there since then. So like, okay. In that regard, I definitely a, didn't think you were going to go that route. <laughs> go but no, I mean, I still, I still love him. I still think he's the best corner in the game. I'm just disappointed because I want to watch him. I want to see right. him out yeah, there. Yeah, you're right. You're right. right. On his shit. Well, so I'm curious to see if we were thinking of the same, the same guy right, here. Matt, we uh, were. But, but like you, mine was like, like what I thought the player would do. Not necessarily. Like I think that they're junk. Uh, but Aaron Jones, I thought he would coming off getting a big oh, fat contract. I thought that he would be a little bit more productive. I think. Possibly this is influenced one by the offensive line issues, right? They've they've mm -hmm. been not what they were last year, and so the holes have not been there for him. And then obviously the emergence of of AJ Dillon kind of come to fruition. So I, I I love Aaron Jones. I've gone on record saying that I think when the offense goes through him and he's playing well, they are at their best. And I think that's why they haven't played their best because he hasn't been at his best. Let me ask wow. you this really quickly, just to follow that up, because I think I ask this almost every year, and I'm I'm 
I'm still a firm believer that this happens. But do you think that there's any chance? I mean, obviously, do you think there's any chance that there's like a pitch count type situation there? Not a not a drastic one, but do you think like, uh, hey, we're gonna save some of that goodness for when the playoffs come because he can be so electric and he's so good catching the ball, but we haven't seen a whole lot of that this year, and it's been kind of like right, you know, he's That's so kind little. of thing. Like, I, I fear, I fear having him, you know, get the twenty five plus touches a game because he's just tiny. I don't want to wreck him. Well, that, I think that was the he case yesterday. Last year. <laughs> I think that was the case yesterday. I really believe that they saw, I mean, the Rams were hitting, they were tackling hard and hitting and driving guys into the ground. And I think that they looked yep. at Aaron Jones and said, well, there really isn't much to much room to run regardless. So let's, let's keep Dylan in there. He can take that kind of punishment. I think if you expose Jones to that for four quarters, he would have ended up out of the game. So I think yesterday yeah. he definitely, they were watching, you know, what he can do. So do I have to say a player? Yeah, I mean, I mean, he did say player on the field, but I, you can, there's other people that are on the field. I, I actually wanted to say, uh, Coach Lafleur. Honestly, I, I'm a little disappointed because the of the lack. Well, because what of the the, the inability. Oh, Amari Rogers, the inability one. to score in the red zone. That's my freaking oh. point. All right, okay. like that's play calling. I think I say Mo Drayton. A oh, way wow. to get around to Crosby. Yeah, but nobody yeah, expected that. Him yeah, to that, he, our, our, he would never tweet a guy. He would never tweet us. No, 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 like, no. Yeah, so you did it. You did it. You went. You found a way to say Mason Crosby. No, I mean, I don't know. I just if we had to say disappointment, I mean, I still think he's coach of the year. But like, it's just, <laughs> but you, disappointing. You probably could have. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Again, we never know if it's like a mix of Rogers or if it's a mix of if, if who's really like you know. Like I, I hate using the word blame, but like, what? Where's the inefficiency coming from? Is it the play calling, or is it the the guy under center who has a lot of green light and you know power to change at the line of scrimmage, and he's choosing to you know do whatever he wants? Like we don't know, uh, obviously, but because there's a lot of points out there that could be had, and that could either result in you know more victories, more MVP talk, or I, you know, I'm just saying, like it, it just there's so much out there that could have been, like I said, could have 52 out there probably. Could have had a lot of points on that board, and we didn't get it done. And that's been a lot of weeks. Even, even in the what we don't know. What do you mean? What am I talking about? I just said it's a person I was disappointed. Get out of here, Gerbert. Whatever your goddamn name is. Go to Herberts well, so, and Gerberts. Oh, real original. Um, Jesus. I would God, say yeah, dude. like eat a sandwich, bro. Like, Not you and you're hungry, dude. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I just anyway. lost another listener. Ready to go. <laughs> he's your he's boy. Here. That's not, that's he's your here boy. Every, yeah, he's yeah, here every Monday supporting your dumb ass. And now yeah, you're gonna go it's talk your to boy. Him. He's supporting you, bro. Thanks. Thanks, Gabbert. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Next. Yeah. yeah, I know. Exactly. What All right. Come on. Burn. All right. So we got uh, no game to get to, like, which is. Hold on. Hold on. Right. I on. want to revisit a conversation. I want to go back. Yep. And now that we played this game, do you guys want to talk about home field advantage and want to reconsider your positions? Because personally, personally, <laughs> I thought this game uh, highlighted. You, you were the really fact. waiting on this. I you? thought oh, I did. I was right all across the board. Okay. You weren't but wrong. You specific, weren't right. Like nobody's hold wrong on. Or right. Specific to home field advantage. It was reported before the game. Matt Stafford banged up, you know, not feeling too great. I thought the cold aided that, and I thought it He's emboldened Matt my Stafford. point. He just John Stafford. Stafford. He was Matt Warm Stafford. Weather, he got earned John Stafford. 
How do you not want to go balls out and I get that one seed? I never said I don't want it. No one ever said we don't you, want it. But you guys are like, seat. well, we don't know if we really need it. No, like, it's you, not, I it's get not it. That. You don't need it, but it just makes it better. For uh, the yeah, Packers. obviously, you clearly could tell that say, it was a factor. This is, but this is, this is my We this lost is my, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So This is my take yeah, on it is we are obviously on the path to earn that, right? And so I will be very happy when we do, and I'll be very happy when we get to that point. But by no means am I going to waste my weekly thought process on whether or not we're going to get the number one seed. I'm going to worry about just winning ball games. Like I just want to win games. I don't I, give a shit. Ultimately, what happens? But to to your point, is it a benefit? Is it a huge plus? Is it a huge opportunity for us to to potentially have an yeah, advantage like, over another team? Sure. But like during the you week, like win I'm not regardless. The, I'm not the kind of person that's like. Well, if we win and this person loses, but that person wins, and yeah, because like, then you're getting well, too. That, yeah, see, like you're waking up every every like Monday morning wondering what the power rankings are, where the standings yeah. are, and that's not that's the power rankings. I don't want to standings. Yeah, yeah, so I'm watching the Cardinals. Yeah. I want to yeah, watch the I know, Cardinals. I know. I want and you're like, not. If you get wrapped into that too much, then you're gonna get worried that you you don't that you have you have a fear that you can't win on the road. That's what you're telling me. You have a fear that <gasps> no. you can't win on the road. Are you road. picking us to lose right now, man? Listen, Sanjay, let me ask you a question. <laughs> let me ask you a question. You, let me ask you a question. You, you, <laughs> let me ask you a question. Yeah, yeah. Do on. you think if that NFC Championship game was played in Tampa last year, that Green Bay even That's snips, not a fair question. Even, yes, it is. That's exactly why you want the game. Right, fine, that's okay, why fine. you want the game at home. But that's your, that's my point. You, you No, you it's not. game regardless. You should. No. The fact being is, if it. It's out of your control if you can't. Uh, I'm sorry. You control your own destiny, right? You just got to win out, right? That's how you get the one seed. Win out. But if you don't get it, because let's just say the Cardinals stay at two losses or whatever the hell they're at. I two. mean, you're a two seed. You have to go on the road at the last game. So what are you telling me? Like, you have to go win that. You're just going to, you know. Well, obviously. You, but you think really, do you really think I'm arguing well, I want the home field advantage because I don't think we can go on the road and win? And that, if that's what you pulled out of what I'm arguing, it's <laughs> insanity. Well, you <laughs> not anywhere you close. Were you were saying, no, but that's no. what you were saying, though. You're like, I only want the one seat so we can have home field. Together. Not like, only. I'm saying I re- the Packers won a Super Bowl as a six seed and went on the road for four games and won four games. I clearly understand what they, they can do. They played two of those games in done. a dome. But – this year, wonder, like, specifically wonder. with all the – you don't have, like, the Bears are good. You don't have, like, another uh, – the Giants are good. It's all these southern warm-weather teams, and you want them to come up in the coldest shit land right. yeah, of course. and all but struggle together. you also have Lambeau South. You have Dallas. You have Jerry World. That's Lambeau South, right? Yeah. You don't mind going there, right? Yeah. Well, I don't mind going there. That's yeah, exactly. Anyway, I, I, just wanted to, I just wanted to come You're back right. to that. You're right. You're right. Obviously, I want to play in Lambeau Field. For God's sakes, yes, that's true. <laughs> but we lost at Lambeau against a cold or sorry, a warm weather team. They came mm-hmm. up. Uh, granted, we lost Bach, but they literally said, look, we're going to attack Kevin King and we're going to make him look like a chump and he ain't going to get 100 mil. So then he did. He, never got, 100 <laughs> mil. he got like nope. three mil. <laughs> like All right. So uh, what? <laughs> OK, so we obviously have the nine and three record. We are sitting at the two spot in the NFC. Um. It's really interesting. I, I hate bye weeks because you're just like, Ugh. I mean, I what guess I you do? can get a lot of things down around the house. But, uh, you know, you, you're just watching football. And you're like, well, this is all just meaningless football. I don't really care about. But 
I don't know what the slate for footballs, uh, football games are, but I know Matt will be watching the Cardinals lose because he wants that one seed. So yeah, don't worry. Gonna... I'll tell you while you're out, uh, you're <laughs> twiddling your thumbs doing something yeah. else. Hey, I'll be putting like Christmas lights or something up. And then there you go. You, you do that. What, you go ahead and do that. What the Cardinals did. <laughs> but hey, tonight you got the Seahawks versus the Washington football team, which no one gives a shit about. Who cares? So, uh, yeah, exactly. So I'm glad you spent an hour with us because you know what? We're a little bit better than the you know Seahawks. A lot of bit. Do you, do you do that like bother you that you have to say football team every single time? Like yes, for, just pick a name. I don't even care what it is. Just pick a name. Yeah, Warriors are like you know. I, I, I don't even care. It's <laughs> gonna be dumb. Know. Whatever it is, it's gonna uh, be stupid. Everyone's gonna laugh at it. Last thing, Fred. We wanted to get your take on this. So, prime time games that have been <laughs> predicated by the you know the schedule makers. And if you've looked at some of the games that have been like really like slated as the prime games and now they look like dog shit because of injuries or, you know, that they just, you know, didn't perform this year and blah, blah, blah. Are you was there anything that you kind of caught your eye as far as like, wow, they really pick this as their, you know, they really hedged their bets on this team being so good and needing this prime time uh, slate? No, like the Giants. Like the Saints. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I guess they they. It's like any of us trying to predict the the record before the season starts. You know, we all look at it on paper and we say this could be interesting. And there's some there's some good players coming up, and they drafted this guy, and they're excited about this guy. So I think, yeah, I think they try to like. It's a combination of predicting a really good game and talent, and also like probably trying to spread it out a little bit at some point. Because if if you're realistic, like then the Bears would never play on prime time, and the Giants should never play on prime time, and the, the Jets Lions. should yeah, never yeah, play on prime five time. A year. Yet they get it because it's New York Oops, market. New York market. It's yeah, well, it's whatever. bad football. So, but yeah, I agree. So but it's <laughs> yeah. it's bad I mean, football. It is it is what it is. I guess I don't I don't know. I I don't really care for Sunday night games and Monday night games anyway for the Packers. I'd rather have my my nooner games and be good with it. So I I honestly yeah I mean I think the the night games are like a cool like media thing, but I, yeah, as a, I prefer as an adult, I'm like, yeah, uh, like give me a noon game. Like, (laughs) you know, it's funny because the college football has no problem putting the biggest game of the year at noon at uh, 11 a.m. 11 a.m. Yeah. Yeah, Michigan. State. So, (laughs) I mean, clearly they don't think under the lights is anything good. So, I mean, maybe they should take that into consideration. Maybe put one game at noon. That's just like this awesome. I mean, I guess they kind of do sometimes but it seems like it's obviously favored to the three o'clock and evening slate but uh yeah anything else guys you want to say it feels weird when we don't have predictions or anything else to say that's i okay. hate bye weeks i really do that's i mean okay. this is great we're going into bye week we're under uh, w I, go ahead i'll just all i'll say is that um i'm not gonna be here next week but uh, yeah, i yeah, will be cool. more than happy to send in my prediction of the packers winning and uh heftily <laughs> Maybe uh, you can do a video for us and we can play the video. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'd but, love to, man. I'd, I'd love I, to. I would say to Packer fans, hey, enjoy enjoy the off off weekend. You know, do some stuff, whatever you got to do. Um, but remember something. This team is a Super Bowl contender. This team can go all the way. Any doubts you have going forward, I would advise you to cast them away and just just enjoy it. And the Bears absolutely suck. They still suck. Yeah, they and Matt suck. still doesn't have his green screen. So remember that, folks, that Matt still doesn't have a green screen. He still has. Hey, Christmas behind. is coming. Christmas is around the corner, baby. Hey, yeah. hey with that being said. Stuck in a boat. 
I'm Sonny. That's Matt. That's Fred. This is the Preacher Podcast. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much. Cool.